Hi, I'm Kay Shipper with the latest from Radio Stone Update. A New York-based federal judge dismissed a challenge two weeks ago to a portion of the court's surface tariffs placed on U.S. imports from India. Judge Leo M. Gordon of the Court of International Trade denied an action on August 25th by Pokarna Engineered Stone LTD, PESL, concerning a probe by the U.S. Commerce Department before recommending tariffs last year. PESL argued that Commerce should have worked up a sales analysis of paid sample sales made in the United States, then excluded that amount from general sales totals used in the tariff investigation. Commerce used the data in its recommendation to the U.S. International Trade Commission, the USITC, of unfair trade tariffs on Indian court surfaces. The USITC subsequently imposed anti-dumping and countervailing, or subsidy, tariffs last year. In a so-called slip opinion, the judge noted that Commerce sees a difference between free and paid samples. Free samples are a direct selling expense that doesn't count toward total sales. Paid samples are counted as sales because they involve a transfer of ownership for money. Judge Gordon also ruled there is no mandate in federal law that would have required commerce to perform a sales analysis. The issuance of the slip opinion does allow PESL to move ahead on an appeal. The judge also ruled the following day that the Pokarna decision had no bearing on an appeal by MS International, MSI, on Cambria Company LLC's original 2019 unfair trade complaint. MSI is arguing that Commerce didn't include fabricators as producers when determining the required industry support for Cambria's complaint. Cambria has joined with the federal government in contesting that appeal. The National Kitchen and Bath Association, the NKBA, has opened registration for the 2022 Kitchen and Bath Industry Show, or KBiz. Next year's event is entitled Where the Future is Defined and will be held February 8th through 10th at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. The largest North American trade expo for kitchen and bath industry professionals, this year's event will continue to partner with the National Association of Home Builders, the NAHB, and its International Builders Show, the IBS, to create Design and Construction Week, featuring more than 800,000 net square feet of exhibit space, including more than 1,000 design and construction brands. KBiz itself is expected to fill more than 380,500 net square feet with an estimated 450 exhibitors. That number is expected to include more than 40 new exhibitors. Some 85 global brands from Germany, Italy, Turkey, Spain, Taiwan, China, Mexico, and Poland will also be present. The NKBA and Emerald Expositions, the show's producer, are committed to creating an event where people can safely and effectively conduct business in person. As a result, attendees are expected to follow CDC COVID-19 health and safety protocols in place at the time of the show. Quote, we are very much looking forward to getting the industry back together at the start of the new year, end quote, says Susie Williford, NKBA Executive Vice President. For September only, registration is free for NKBA members and $50 for non-members. For more information, visit www.nhba.org. 
Pitkin County, Colorado was first settled by miners, although today it's best known as the home of the Aspen ski areas. Now, the last hard rock miner in the county is hoping to settle a dispute with the U.S. Forest Service over his right to an alabaster and marble mine in Avalanche Creek, north of Redstone. Back in 2019, the Aspen Sofbrus Ranger District notified Robert Congdon that he needed to remove his equipment from the Mystic Eagle Quarry because he lacked a valid mining permit. The federal agency contends that Congdon lost possession of the unpatented mining claim to a rival mining company. Mystic Eagle filed a lawsuit in federal court in February, seeking a ruling that it holds a valid permit. However, the suit was placed on hold when the forest supervisor for the White River National Forest agreed to hold an administrative review of the issue. A hearing in mid-August was closed to the public. However, the Forest Service had previously ruled that Congdon needed to remove his equipment from the site by August 31st. Congdon began prospecting the site in 1982 and over the next decade became convinced the area had mineable veins of white, black, and gray alabaster, as well as deep veins of black and brown marble. With permits from the Forest Service, the Colorado Division of Reclamation, Mining and Safety, and Pitkin County, the mine operated seasonally between 1998 and 2003. During that time, Congdon also operated a production factory in nearby Carbondale, but because of seasonal restrictions on the mine, it closed in 2005. Congdon complains that he's only been able to mine about half the time because of various legal battles over permits. He even lost control of the mine temporarily after failing to file the necessary paperwork, allowing the operation to be taken over by a rival firm headed by a former partner who suffered the same fate. The uncertainty on mine ownership caused the Forest Service to file the notice to remove the equipment. Safe Work Australia launched a national campaign to raise awareness of occupational lung diseases and educate businesses on managing the risks. Called the Clean Air, Clean Lungs campaign, it targets industries where there's a high risk of workers contracting an occupational lung disease, including those who work with engineered stone. SafeWork Australia CEO Michelle Baxter notes that visitors, trades, and administration staff, as well as those who work directly with engineered stone, may be exposed to respirable crystalline silica dust that can cause silicosis and other occupational lung diseases. She adds that occupational lung diseases are also entirely preventable. While the ideal solution would be to eliminate the risk entirely, other options include isolating fabrication in enclosed areas with proper ventilation, limiting access to fabrication areas, and using tool dust extraction and water suppression. Also important are providing room away from the work area for other tasks, such as eating, and having appropriate policies for cleaning and maintaining equipment. Australia is taking the action after national media reports of fatal silicosis cases among workers fabricating engineered stone. Subsequent tests of other engineered stone workers found significant levels of silicosis. Cambria and the University of Minnesota announced that they have reached a 10-year agreement to create an advanced design club space at Huntington Bank Stadium. The first phase of the project was completed before the start of this year's college football season and centers on an upgrade to the stadium's club Cambria, with new flooring, soon-to-be-launched Cambria designs in maroon and gold, and football graphics for the institution's Golden Gophers team. 
Still to come are more extensive renovations to the 20,000-square-foot space that include two bars, concessions with an expanded menu, multiple fireplaces, vaulted ceilings, and access to outdoor club seating. The nearly 1,300 seats located between the 25-yard lines will have theater-style padded seating along with premium amenities and an exclusive private entrance. Club Cambria is also expected to be the site of up to 100 events and non-football-related functions annually. Cambria has been a supporter of Golden Gopher Athletics venue development over the past 20 years, and the company's surfaces are featured throughout the training facilities, dining areas, and offices. Company president and CEO Marty Davis says, quote, Sports are an excellent platform to share our brand with consumers and support local communities, end quote. In other news around the industry, Stone Fabricators Alliance will host a workshop at Carved in Stone in Jefferson City, Missouri, October 28th and 29th. Hosted by owners Nick and Bobby Price, the event begins the morning of the 28th with guest speaker Casey Brown and is followed that afternoon and evening at the shop, where several pieces of equipment will be demonstrated. The following day will be highlighted with the prices hosting a roundtable discussion on how Carved in Stone operates. More details and a link to the official hotel website can be found at www.stonefabricatorsalliance.com slash events slash workshop. BB Industries is expanding its CNC support program with the hiring of new CNC technician Josh Hart. Company president and CEO Rick Stimmick says the idea behind the technical support is to be a true partner to its customers by offering training and support as well as equipment. Hart has 12 years of granite fabrication experience in Michigan and Colorado. Noted Italian stone supplier Antolini Luigi NC announces the opening of its first Antolini stone room in the center of Milan. Created in conjunction with designer Alessandro Laspada, the stone room features 600 square meters of display space, showing more than 1,300 natural materials available and in stock, and more than 5,000 samples, including stones from the company's exclusive collection, Textures Plus, the Natura collection, and others interpreted as wall facings, surfaces and floors, islands, and furnishing complements. Remember, you can keep up with all the news in the hard surfaces industry with Slab and Sheet, which appears online on alternate Wednesdays. For notes on this episode and a full transcript, go to radiostoneupdate.com. I'm Kay Shipper for Radio Stone Update, and we'll see you here again soon. <laughs>